This is Louise Gartner with Spectrum Commodities. Taking a look at the wheat markets for Wednesday, March 1. Well, we made it through February, and uh, Mother Nature dishing up uh, typical February storms for a lot of the country. And as we head into March, we're going to see the transition for most places from kind of the intense winter to the uh, volatility of spring weather. With that, it looks like we're seeing quite a bit more rain coming across the northern plains and into the Midwest. Southern Plains, however, still looking dry. That pocket from southwest Kansas and then just straight south, which encompasses the, excuse me, the western half of Oklahoma, pretty much all the western half of Texas is has been dry and looks like it's going to remain dry for at least another couple weeks. So we're going to be getting right into breaking dormancy window for Kansas in a situation that uh, is going to continue dry. We're well into the growing season in Texas, and of course, uh, it's it's a mixed bag. In the eastern half, you've got pretty decent moisture. The crop looks better. Western half, it looks awful. And then, of course, uh, all along that west that dry corridor. So it's um, it's a mixed bag. But there's much more chatter in the marketplace about acreage abandonment. If you don't see conditions improve here quickly. Uh, I think the producers are going to opt to go for corn uh, or even soybeans if it's kind of toward the eastern edge of that dry area. They could at least have a chance for a better situation. The um, crop insurance uh, support prices look very good, just like last year. Last year's record highs uh, this year, not too far off those record highs. So the month of February is when they determine corn and soybean insurance prices that has been completed for corn it looks like the average price will be right around 591 that's the second highest on record and that equates to about a guarantee of 904 dollars per acre uh, that's just three dollars less than last year in november soybeans average price at 1376 that's the second highest on record as well that guarantees about $614 an acre, which is down about $19 from last year. So we're looking at some pretty impressive prices. Both of those numbers uh, on the average will guarantee at least a break even, at least cover the cost of producing the crop. So there's there's um, plenty of incentive to grow either crop and they're both kind of in line with each other. So it looks like it's going to be another battle for acres this spring. Many of those acres are already committed and that's pretty much the case year to year, but there's always some flex acres in there, whether it's 5%, 10%, and that can make a huge difference. So when you're when you're looking at 91 million acres estimated for corn this year, you know, 5% puts you at 4, 4.5 million acres, that is a huge difference. So the you know the pull from both of these crops is going to be big, and the moisture is there. Um, so it's it's kind of been the sentiment that corn has been the leader as far as the highest incentive for producers, especially when you have good moisture conditions. Uh, it's you know soybeans haven't seemed too concerned about that. They haven't really tried to protect its acreage base all that much. And yesterday prices were sharply lower for both of those markets. So it looks like, you know, once the trade had a good idea of what the average price would be, you really started to buckle. Um, it it kind of looks like they were trying to 
prop up these prices through the month of February, get those guarantees kind of locked in, and now they're just uh, selling it pretty aggressively. Hedge funds have, have seen some pretty major liquidation, although interest, uh, excuse me, open interest is starting to move higher, which could suggest that uh, buyers are stepping in to take advantage of this. Now, corn has had a, a big break over the last four or five days. It's just been straight down. We're back down to the key, key support levels of the December lows. In wheat, we had Chicago and Minneapolis take out those lows here a few days ago, and they've basically just gone sideways since. We've not gotten back above that. So that's, you know, if the market had snapped back above those lows quickly, then you would have an argument that you probably have found a seasonal low, but the market's not been able to do that. In fact, it's basically just hovered at the lows for the last couple sessions. So that suggests you probably got a little bit more to the downside here. We don't want to really press the market. We've had that uh, we've caught a nice, you know, the sweet spot of this February break. Uh, moving away from the shorts, I think, is prudent. You know, lock in those profits. Look for a place that the market is kind of snap back and and maybe uh, take a uh, pop to the upside. When you look at, you know, getting into the growing season and the dry area being a, a pretty big area of hard red winter wheat country. You know, I don't want to press the short side for Kansas City just yet. I kind of think Kansas City versus Chicago, that spread will come back up, probably retest the highs put in last week. And, uh, you know, that's good for another 20, 30 cents, I think. Um, the, the the wheat market itself, if you see some sort of updraft here, probably will be led by Kansas City, largely because of the poor condition of the crop and needing a drink quickly and really not seeing much offered in the forecast. For corn and beans, uh, again, corn at these major support levels, my guess is it's going to catch here and you'll get a, a snapback. But I think you've pretty much underscored what the trend is. I think the trend is down. You're looking at the potential for big crops for corn and beans. And you got a, a record crop coming out of Brazil and you're likely seeding a record crop of corn in Brazil as we speak. So there's plenty of grain coming down the pike here over these next several months. Uh, getting to that transition is, uh, you know, we're still looking at relatively tight stocks of wheat, of corn, but corn exports have been so poor, you're probably going to see those numbers ratcheted down here from USDA. And that continues to add to the ending stocks. Ethanol production, you know, might stabilize here. You know, margins are in the red or barely profitable. So there's not a lot of incentive to keep those plants at full capacity either. So he's just still got a lot of headwinds coming at us in corn and wheat. Soybeans, you've got a lot of domestic demand that's about to ramp up here with, uh, you know, biofuel plants coming online. I think that's going to be our saving grace for the soybean complex. But still, you're looking at record production out of Brazil, and they're uh, pretty much capturing the, the the main Chinese business for these next several months. So it's uh, it, it's tough to paint a bullish picture in the grain space, except that we're headed into growing season. I would think with the conditions that we're seeing, you're going to rebuild some weather premium back into wheat. But longer term, that is an opportunity to be putting on some hedges and uh, protecting that, that price rally if and when it comes. And I think the same thing for corn. Uh, you know, 
market has pretty much shown its hand. We're entering into a longer term bear market. I think we've been there for a while for wheat, but this is just kind of confirming that. So we want to be looking at opportunities to sell wheat. Normally, you get some sort of weather premium and rally in, in Kansas City wheat that leads wheat higher. This time of year, typically you tend to peak in early May. That's a long way away. We still got to get through March and April. Uh, so we're still at the very beginning of what could potentially be a, an updraft here. But again, we want to be looking at this from a longer term bear market perspective and, and selling good rallies when we get them. If you have any questions, feel free to call at 1-800-888-9843. This has been Louise Gartner with Spectrum Commodities.